Welcome to Coach to Coach, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the power of coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder, and I offer coaching to academics and higher education professionals to bring more ease to their lives and work. Before you dive into this episode, here's a quick introduction to the structure of the show. In each season of Coach to Coach, a new guest coach will come on the show to demonstrate a range of coaching tools and strategies. The first episode will offer you an introduction to the guest coach. Then I'll coach the guest, and they'll coach me for the next six episodes, and always on real topics and issues we're dealing with in our own lives. Each season will end with a debrief episode where we'll talk about how the season went and offer any updates on the topics covered in earlier episodes. It might make the most sense to start each season in the beginning and listen to the episodes in order. This season, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Isabo Iqbal. Isabo specializes in helping ambitious perfectionists get out of their own way so that they can experience greater joy and fulfillment in their careers. Now, on to the episode. Hello, Katie. Hi, Isabo. How are you? I am doing well. So happy to have this time with you again. I am happy to have this time too. So I'm coaching you this evening. Yes. And I was wondering what you would like to have as a coaching agenda for tonight. So I was thinking about this. Uh, as you record this, this is after both of our work days. Um, and I, on my drive home, I devoted it to thinking about what I wanted to be coached around. And one of the things that's been kind of on my mind, and I feel like I haven't had a lot of time to think about it in the way that I would like to, is kind of re-engaging with social media. Um, and I've been engaging with it kind of all along, but not in a way that, um, and I'm thinking particularly of Instagram. Um, I feel like I haven't been kind of as intentional as I want to be. And I have a couple of tools, um, people who are listening to this will not be able to see, but I have kind of a, a perpetual annual calendar that I can maybe leverage for this. And then I have a bunch of these like little monthly templates um, that are just kind of like calendar, monthly calendar templates. And I've just had them sitting on my desk, you know, and I've been kind of thinking like, how can I leverage these? Um, and so I wanted to maybe think about tonight one of my goals, I think, as part of my rebrand that I recently went through was to kind of overhaul my social media and to kind of think about it from the perspective of the new brand, think about it maybe in terms of what are sometimes called brand pillars or like themes that would come across in the social media. And um, so maybe just kind of reflect on what I'm currently doing, any changes I want to make, what those brand pillars might be. If, if they kind of naturally come out in our conversation um, and then any concrete steps that I might want to take in the next maybe month or so, I want to leave it kind of open. My schedule right now is a little jammed, so I don't want to be unrealistic about what I can do. Um, but I would like to have some concrete actions that I can move forward with at some point. All right. Sometime within the next, the concrete actions within the next month. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, it may get pushed a little beyond that, but at the very least it needs to happen before 2020. And, um, as we record this, it is almost mid October. So, um, I definitely don't want to wait until we're in the holiday season. You know, I'd like to kind of build up some of this before then. Yeah. Um, just because I think there's so much competing for people's time and attention once the holidays hit. So. Okay. So for today, I want to check uh, you mentioned reflecting on what you're doing, looking at what you might do differently, perhaps exploring what the pillars might be mm -hmm. and the brand pillars and setting some concrete steps to happen, hopefully within the next month, but definitely before 2020. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, that would be okay. great. Okay. And um, are, I want to check, are we focusing on Instagram or social media more generally? Um, I think we could maybe start with social media more generally. I think that um, I do have practices right now on Instagram and um, Twitter and and LinkedIn, I guess. we. So those are kind of the three main platforms that I'm thinking of when I say social media. Okay. And you thought about this in terms of the coaching and the topic for tonight, and I am wondering what makes this important or meaningful 
for you at this time? Um, I think part of it is um, it's been on my mind for a while. And I, you know, every, I feel like there are a lot of other topics I could talk about, but I feel like I kind of have them not completely figured out, but like in hand, you know, like I, I feel like I, there are several things that it's, I kind of went through my, my mental files of like, what do I want to talk about tonight? And when I would come across certain topics, I would think, yeah, but I feel like I kind of have a plan for that. You know, like I, I kind of feel like I, I know what I'm going to do. Um, and so with this particular topic, I just haven't had a chance to do that. So that is part of why it's kind of coming to the front of my mind. I also think that, um, I have not yet had a chance in like a really intentional way to build the branding, the new brand into social media. Um, I have certainly kind of layered in elements of the brand when I post about things like my blog, because I have featured images on my blog that are using the new brand. And so like by default, that is coming out in social media. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like actually thinking about messaging, mm -hmm. that has not occurred. So that's, I think the part of the reason why it's feeling significant to me right now is there are a lot of other things I've been able to leverage and do with the new brand, like my new website, for example, but this is an area that I haven't really touched yet and feels like I need to start paying attention to it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we have a fair bit of things on the agenda and you mentioned reflecting on what you're doing and is that where you would like to start or would you like to start somewhere else? I think that would be a good place to start just to kind of give me a foundation. Um, because I think sometimes we think we're doing more or less than we are and to just kind of say it out loud gives I, you like a actual realistic picture of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so that might be helpful to start there. Okay. I will let you lead with the things that um, you feel are, are useful. Okay. So um, right now I have a practice of pre-scheduling Twitter and LinkedIn posts, and it is a mix of my content, other people's content and specific campaigns like marketing campaigns around um, timely services and products. So yeah. if I have something launching in a particular month, I have kind of, pre-drafted and scheduled various tweets. Um, right now that is happening through the end of November. So I try to do it two to three months at a time. And so for Twitter and LinkedIn, those things are occurring. Um, and then I'll eventually need to plan December into January. Um, for, and then uh, the other piece I would say for Twitter is I go on, you know, randomly and just retweet and comment and engage. So that's happening. Um, I feel like I'm less concerned about Twitter because when I do some kind of campaign or I pull in a blog post or a, a podcast episode now, that branding image is already created. So that feels actually okay to me. Okay. I don't feel like it needs a massive amount of work. Same with LinkedIn. Um, I feel like the images on LinkedIn are a little persnickety. <laughs> it can be kind of challenging and they don't always pull in yeah. from, um, Edgar, which is my, my social media management software. So that might be something for me to look into is like, what is the best way for me to ensure that I'm getting kind of that branded imagery on LinkedIn? And if I need to do it manually, you know, what would that look like? Okay. Um, I do not currently blog on LinkedIn. I just mainly post content resources and then engage with other people's content and resources and primarily from my phone. That might be something to note as well. Mm -hmm. I think the one that's actually really on my mind is Instagram. Um, I do have a practice right now of pretty consistently posting to Instagram stories, um, not with anything that I have planned in advance. Um, so this is something maybe to consider is if I need more of a content calendar around Instagram stories. Um, but right now it's basically just like random posts about my day, about what I'm working on. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that, but there might be some times when I want to do something a little bit more intentional. Um, I recently released my coach training program. So, you know, something around that where I have more concentrated content um, or branded content might be the better way of saying it. Okay. And then the thing that I have let completely fall off is the uh, grid 
in Instagram, like the more, um, the posts that would be like in your feed. So not in the stories part of Instagram, but in the feed part. And um, I have just not been posting there at all, basically, okay. um, since the rebrand. And I think partly I, I have some kind of questions for myself that I haven't answered yet. One is, do I want to clean that grid and basically delete past posts so that it is completely rebranded? Mm. I haven't made a decision on that. Um, and then two, I feel like I don't want to just start with one post. It would, I would want to start with like nine, you know, and, and really kind of have a look and feel of what that would look like. But I also feel that kind of means like flooding people's feeds and I don't know how comfortable I feel about that. Um, but I definitely have content. I mean, I've gone into Canva, which is where I create social art. And I have several things ready to go. I don't have captions for them, but I have created what I consider to be branded, you know, imagery that would work and could go into Instagram grid. Um, but I do, I don't know. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. So there's something there. I'm not quite sure, you know, like what it is. I think part of it is I really like to have a strategy before I move forward. And I guess I don't feel like I have that. And so I just mm -hmm. haven't, I haven't done anything because I, I want to know, you know, like, am I doing a certain post on Wednesdays and then a different kind of post on Thursdays and then Sundays, a different, you know, like, is there a actual calendar? Um, and in the past I have actually responded really well to having kind of a calendar and a schedule and knowing what I'm supposed to be posting when. Um, I do have the option of automating those posts so that they go to my phone and I can put them up, um, like pre-drafted through Edgar that's connected to Instagram. And for a, a good chunk of time, several months, I was doing that like right when I woke up in the morning. So I would post at like five o'clock in the morning from bed just because it would pop up on my phone and I could just easily put it in there. For so, the grid specifically. For the grid for specifically, the grid. Yeah, okay. correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely don't want to post Instagram stories from 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that I did have a practice of that. And then once the branding changed and it, it takes quite a bit of effort and work to pre-draft all the captions and to kind of get all that ready to go. Um, and it just wasn't something I kind of put into my calendar to do. Right. Uh, so that I understand, because I'm not an Instagram user, this pre-work that you're talking about for Instagram, how does it work with the, um, the strategy piece that you, that you talked about wanting also? So I think that there is a... There's a couple things. One is, are there certain times of the week where I will post certain content to the grid? For example, I have a podcast that comes out on Wednesdays. On Wednesday mornings, do I post about the podcast or maybe do I post about it on Thursdays because it's been out for a day, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I usually put out a blog post on Saturdays. So when do I want to talk about that? Um, I have certain things on the calendar that I'm launching, like this podcast, um, which hasn't launched yet as we record this, um, and things like the coach training, um, the seven weeks program, you know, like other things that I have that are kind of on my plate that I like to put out there. But then of course, there's also just general inspirational posts, like posts about, you know, things that are not selling a product and that needs to balance out the other content. So part of it is that, but the other piece I would say is the brand pillars that I mentioned. So, and brand pillars, you know, for people who are listening and, and don't really know what this is, it's basically a way to think about your brand and themes. So when people come to my Instagram, what are they going to see on a consistent basis? And this helps people to choose whether or not they want to follow you. So if my brand pillars are, for example, um, creativity, productivity, positivity, brightness, um, practicality. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing some things out there. Sure. Yeah. That would be like every post needs to have at least two or three of those things, or it needs to be aligned with those brand pillars so that I have that consistency, not just visually, but in the messaging that I'm putting out, um, in that space. And that's work that I haven't really done yet. I mean, I, I have, content from the branding work that I did with the agency I worked with that I could pull from. 
um, but I haven't actually thought about what does that mean in practice, you know, to, to translate that into actual posts. As you hear yourself reflect on what you have been doing and then some of the pieces that you would like to be doing, where, like what stands out for you? What, what feels really important about what you've been talking about? I don't know if I've been talking about this, but I've definitely been thinking about it as I've been talking about it. It's kind of unconsciously under the surface and that is the audience and kind of audience need and how that overlaps with the brand pillars and the content. And I think that one of the challenges about social media is that personalization of the content. I mean, it is a one-to-many platform in many ways, but I like conversation. I like to build in opportunities for connection and community. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about that and it not just being a showcase of, you know, my life or my business or whatever, it's not really what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's something that's on my mind is thinking about kind of audience needs. And then I would say a second thing kind of tied to that is just the concept of growth and to what degree do I care about that? Um, and what does that mean in terms of hashtag use and other kinds of things that would be tools um, that I could potentially use for that and potentially communities that I would want to target who are on the platform, you know, to kind of draw them toward my content. Um, So yeah, it's, it's interesting because now that I'm thinking about it, I really like to think about social media as a practice in the same way that I think about, um, like morning pages as a practice. And so I'd like to make it into something that feels like how I feel about morning pages. You know, like it's not about selling, it's not about, you know, um, performing. It's about having a practice of maybe documentation, which is one of my professional values. Um, And what does that look like to do it on these different platforms in a way that feels, healthy, I guess is a good word, you know, not on there too much, um, authentic. Um, although I feel like that's a word that's overused, um, but real, you know, like real and useful for people. And in your mind, what is the relationship between scheduling and doing the pre-planning that you mentioned you have done in, in the past and the, the practice piece, like the morning pages are, are a daily, is it daily? For right. You? Daily. Yeah. Um, tell me what that relationship looks like for you. So I see more of the engagement happening as the practice Got it. Okay. and the planning being what allows for that engagement, because I Thank think you. what ends up happening is I get overloaded and then I don't have the time or the mental bandwidth to be intentional about what I want to be posting. Got it. Whereas I think if I plan it in advance, so like here's one example of like, I could see one of the things I love when people post on Instagram in their grids or elsewhere is when they do like a stack of books and they're like, these are my favorite books on next topic or whatever. I would love to do that. Like here's a great stack of books on coaching or here's a great stack of books on marketing, you know, that I've really enjoyed or whatever. Um, And then let people just like enjoy that, you know, like, but that takes some effort on my part of curating the stack, making sure it's well lit, that people can actually see (laughs) what's in the picture, you know, like those kinds of things. And so that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, well, you know, I do want to do a little bit of that planning in advance of just like, what is the theme of the stack? For example, you know, like I don't have to necessarily take the picture two weeks in advance, but I can have the content, I can have maybe even the caption drafted and then that's ready to go. And then I can, you know, set up the shot and take the photo or something like that. So, I mean, that's what one, I think very small example of what I mean of even just having a list of ideas. It doesn't have to be completely curated. Um, but I have a lot of back content as well that would be relatively easy for me to post about and share, you know, for people who might want to check it out. Mm-hmm. 
as I hear you talk, I know you have a ton of experience with social media and, um, and you have a ton of ideas as you've just described. And what do you feel is the greatest block at this, at this point? I think it could be that it just feels like one big project. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel, you know, I like to break things down. I've certainly done it before. So it's not as if I don't understand how. Um, but I also feel like this is one of those things that really benefits from, um, what's the word I'm thinking of batching and not doing it, you know, one day at a time, (laughs) but like sitting down for four hours and just blocking out, you know, an entire month's worth of content and uploading it and scheduling it and kind of getting it ready to go. And, um, up until now, I haven't really felt like I had the time to do that. Um, and I think or it hasn't been a priority, I guess I should say. I probably could have made the time if I really felt like it was a priority. Um, but now it's kind of getting to be one of those things where it's like, when am I gonna do this? I mean, it has to happen sometime. So <laughs> I need to like make a plan and actually figure out what, what I'm gonna do. And also I think Instagram is such a visual medium. It's a really wonderful place for me to share out the brand elements. I think that they're really fun. I think that people would enjoy them. I think it would, um, brighten people's day to like see, you know, like a a nice bright image, you know, and that's a lot of what this visual brand is, is kind of lightness and and brightness. Mm. Um, And I think about some of the people I follow that I love, like seeing their posts, like I'm always inspired by them. So that's just fun. I mean, to think that you can be that for someone else and that you can bring some positivity into, you know, who knows what their life circumstances are. so yeah, I mean, I think it's, that's probably one of the blocks and just that I do really like to have a strategy around this stuff. Like it just makes me feel better and it makes me feel like I'm not going to be wasting my time and that I'm not kind of going into something with not a clear sense of what it's supposed to be. And then I realized two weeks in, oh, this is not really what I wanted to do, you know, like, and have to back out and try it again. Like I'd rather go in with a fully formulated plan and then execute it. To what extent do you feel like or think that um, the fact that you have not yet had the chance to really think through the brand pillars is acting as a blockade? I definitely think that's part of it. Um, And I, 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 it's interesting because I do feel like the pieces are there. Like I, I actually did some of this work with, the brand agency. I mean, it's like sitting in a document. I don't remember what they all are, but they're there. Okay. Um, and so I think that I could pretty easily do that from that point. It's really just thinking about it almost like in like a brainstorming map or something, you know, like, okay, so here's the thing. And then I'm kind of making a circle with my hands and then what are the spokes on the wheel that come out from that thing, you know, that would be brainstorming, you know, potentially things related to that theme or that, that brand pillar. Um, So, I mean, it's, I think it's creative work that for the past several weeks, you know, again, as we record this, my creative energy has been going elsewhere. Um, And a lot has gotten done, but it has not allowed for me to kind of focus in this particular area. Mm -hmm. And are you feeling that there's an opening coming soon for that? I'm hopeful that there's an opening. Um, I I may need to just create the opening Um, because it is one of those things that once I block out the time, then I can get it done for several weeks or months. I mean, it's, it's not something that I have to constantly be scheduling into my calendar. If I have the strategy, this is, I think, another reason why I want the fully formed strategy because then I can go execute it in a relatively efficient way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it will help me to kind of know what the situation is. Um, but I, I think the other piece too, is I, I do want to think about, you know, like how many posts per week am I doing a daily post? You know, like, what does this look like? I I do have to kind of think about my level of commitment, particularly with Instagram and the grid, um, because it is a platform built on an algorithm. And if you're not posting consistently, people will not see what you're posting. I mean, there's all of that that kind of goes into it as well. So yeah, that may be part of it too, is I just haven't kind of made decisions about the quantity of what I need to create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
knowing what a process person you are, what would be the process you envision for making these decisions? That's a good question. I mean, I think one of the challenges for me is thinking about it in terms of order, like Mm -hmm. what needs to happen first. Um, I'm going to make notes as we're talking about this. So I think that identifying the brand pillar Mm -hmm. would come first. And then I think I would need to make some decisions about the schedule of posting. And then I think I would need to align, well, brainstorm post ideas first, and then align the post ideas with the pillars. And that could be a chicken or an egg problem. I could see looking at the pillars and brainstorming or just kind of, I have some posts and things that I could kind of look at first. Um, and then I, sorry, do you mean like old posts? Yes, exactly. I I have things that I could kind of draw from. And so then it's just a matter of like matching things up. Yeah. So once I align the post ideas with the pillars, then I think I need to assign the posts on the schedule. And then I basically need to um, draft captions, um, match an image, which I have several of that I can use, and then schedule them for release. So that's eight steps that would make a rough process. Mm-hmm. And it sounds from what you've said, correct me, all of these steps you have experience with, correct? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've definitely done, I think the aligning of the post ideas with the pillars is not been a part of my past practice, but it's not something that I feel like I wouldn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. I think there are other ways in which that has kind of come into my work that I would be able to kind of figure it out. And I think especially with how I've done some social media scheduling in this past year around monthly themes and campaigns and breaking down those campaigns into different thematic elements. And um, yeah, I mean, that seems to me like it would be reasonable to do. At the very beginning of the call, what you said people wouldn't be able to see, you had the yearly planner and the the monthly planner. Um, Do those fall into this in terms of tangible objects in any way? I could definitely see the monthly calendars helping me when I'm actually like mocking out what am I posting on what days. Um, some people I think actually print out their images and like put them on these calendars. I'm not planning to do that. Mm. The other thing that I have not really considered, but I think for good reason is actually getting like a, a planning app for Instagram. I don't think I necessarily need to do that. Mm. Um, and I think it would actually just, you know, distract me from the work to like be trying. And I've tried out a couple apps in the past and, and haven't really connected with them. So I actually think the calendar function, um, and basically what these are for people who can't see them, it's, it's just a monthly calendar. It's like an empty monthly calendar grid for, for one month. It's undated. Um, so I can fill in the dates. It, that would allow me, I think, to at least jot down notes of what am I thinking, you know, for each day of what I would be posting. Um, and then literally check them off as I'm drafting and, you know, uploading images where they need to go. The perpetual calendar, which is kind of an annual calendar with the different months um, laid out, and then there's like five lines under each month so that you can plan out um, a full calendar year. I could see that being useful when I'm trying to think about, in a broad way, my 2020 social calendar, which I've kind of set that aside for a retreat that I have at the end of the calendar year. Mm. Um, And so when I look at that, because it starts at January, 
in terms of planning campaigns or other kinds of things that would happen on probably a monthly basis, that would help, I think, to use it for that. Or maybe another use outside of social media, but kind of immediately, it doesn't feel as useful to me mm -hmm. as the, the calendar templates. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there, in the process that you described, are there implications? Do you anticipate implications for Twitter and LinkedIn, like the other social media uh, outlets, that, platforms that you use? That's a good question. I mean, not immediately. I feel like in some ways, the, I don't want to say they're on autopilot, but they're kind of on autopilot because I've already done the pre-scheduling. I thought, I mean, one of the things I really like about the pre-scheduling is I feel like my past self is giving my future self a break. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm able to think really intentionally about what I want to post and why, and then I can let it go. And I, I'm spending that time, you know, in a really intentional, purposeful way. And then I don't have to worry about it um, as it's happening. And this is particularly helpful when I'm selling something that I'm not having to, in the moment, write a tweet trying to sell this thing. I would rather be very thoughtful about the messaging around that and, and how it might be helpful to a particular audience and those kinds of things. So I think that for Twitter and LinkedIn, that's been pretty much automated. Um, the challenge I think of Instagram is there's the visual element that is not automated. It's not a featured image. You do have to design something in a different sizing. And you do have to also schedule it in a different way. And I literally have to manually post it. It's not something that will automatically go into Instagram because that's just not part of the platform right now. So I have to have it send me a notification on my phone and then I have to manually like copy and paste it into Instagram, which is why in the morning it worked really well because I could just wake up, the notification was on my phone, I immediately remembered to do it. And then I had it posted for the day and I didn't need to worry about it. Um, now, the other piece, though, that we haven't really addressed that I think is kind of also on my mind is the Instagram stories component, which for people who may not know what this is, um, Instagram has a feature where you take short videos or um, images, and after 24 hours, they disappear. And so people can see this on a separate part of the app, and it's not in the grid. So you're not scrolling to get to it. It's kind of at the top of the app. And I have been primarily using that um, quick updates throughout the day rather than trying to make something pretty <laughs> that I can put in my grid. It's a little bit more formalized. These 24 hour and they're gone um, has been a little bit easier for me to feel can be more informal. I'm, I'm not super concerned about everything looking perfect. It's really just like real life, you know, like here's, here's what's going on with me at any given time of the day. Um, and for the most part, I would say I've been posting maybe three or four times to that each day, sometimes less, sometimes more, depending on what I'm able to do or what's going on. Um, but that's also something that if I wanted to design templates and or images or something that was more formal to put in the stories, I could do that. Like I could, um, it's a different sizing than the grid. Mm. Um, but it's something that I could basically create in something like Canva and then put on my phone and be a little bit more intentional about releasing a podcast episode, for example, in my stories. Whereas right now I just go on my phone, I go to the web page in my browser, I take a screenshot and like, that's what I will put there instead of like something that's pretty. And that speaks to the real Right. And also just the time of like, it takes time to do okay. that. And because the stories are 24 hours, I have to post it at a very specific time. If I'm releasing, you know, like it's just, it's kind of harder to plan ahead for that. Some people do really beautiful kind of story campaigns and I just have not tried to attempt that. So that's something that I know how to do. I think I'm just not necessarily willing to give the time to it at this point but it's something that's kind of also just in the back of my mind as eventually it might be useful to kind of think about that. For now, if you think about now and let's say until the end of this year, 
how do you feel about your use of Instagram stories? Is it something uh, that you can park or that you feel also needs to be thought about more intentionally along with the other pieces? I think that um, if I'm being realistic, it's not something I can think about super carefully right now, just in terms of time, resources, and other things I'm trying to get done. Um, but I think that what I do enjoy is watching what other people are doing and learning from it along the way. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely still keep my eye out for what are other people up to that I like. And I've, I have emulated some of that. This is something actually that I think um, was talked about on season one of, of Coach to Coach. This idea of um, I, on a regular basis, I go out for morning walks and I often post when I leave in the morning and then like a selfie when I come back. And this is a very consistent way that I've used stories. So uh, several people have said, oh, I wake up to that in the morning, you know, or, or this is when I know I need to get in the shower because like you've posted this and like it's always at the same time. And, um, and I mark it with a, a sticker for the day, you know, is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? So, and I had seen other people doing that and really liked it. And so I incorporated that into my practice. So that kind of thing I, I would want to keep an eye out for and see if that's something that maybe I can find some other ideas. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's important about posting to the grid. Well, I think there's a couple things kind of from a strategy perspective. I think when people are deciding whether or not to follow you, they will go and look at your grid to mm. see what you're posting. If they feel it's aesthetically pleasing, if it's something that they would just want to see, you know, on a consistent basis. Um, so part of it is that. It is also, I think, some people don't use Instagram stories. They go straight to the grid. They just want to scroll through the grid. So if you're not putting anything on the grid, they're never seeing your account if all you're doing is Instagram stories because there's basically two features. Um, there's Instagram TV, which I'm not planning to use right now, but um, those are the two main ones, the stories and the grid. Mm -hmm. So because of how the algorithm works, they're just never going to encounter you. Um, if you're not in both places until, you know, like this is not something I would say I'm super concerned about, but I do feel like there's an opportunity to share some things in different ways and also to just use Instagram more intentionally because when I'm doing the stories, it's really kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Like it is not something I'm pl planning out. I'm not saying like, Oh, I need to take a picture of this today because I'm going to be talking about this tomorrow. Like I just, it's nothing like that. It's, it's very spur of the moment. And when I remember, and so I think that the grid offers me an option to do, and this is kind of what I mean by the practice part. Mm -hmm. It offers me an option to do something that's more thoughtful and intentional and um, aligned with the brand and with the messaging I'm wanting to put out there in a way that stories are just way more informal. Mm -hmm is in your mind being on the grid um i want I, i'm the word optional is coming to mind but that's not exactly what i'm trying to get at like for you is being on the grid a a must is it essential I don't think it's essential in that it's like a live or die, you know, kind no. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's, it's something that when it comes to using the platform fully, it's something that I think is important. I also think right now my grid is not representing my brand, like mm -hmm. the new brand elements. It's completely not there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, the other possibility I could do is basically well, a couple options. I could wipe what I currently have in the grid, replace it relatively quickly with branded stuff and just have it there. Have, you know, 12 posts where it's like, if you open it up, you're going to see the new brand and it's going to be there. Um, or I could just start the new brand from where it is now. Don't wipe anything out and just go from there and then have people see the new branded elements. But it is, I think for me, the bigger issue is the visual brand I want to be consistent across all the platforms. And right now that is not true of the Instagram grid. So it's, it's an opportunity to connect with people. It's an opportunity to share 
various things um, in terms of just product services, reflections, but also I think um, it's an opportunity for me to be aligned across everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Earlier you outlined an eight-step process. I didn't count, actually. I'm taking your word for it. It's eight. I know, I've got it right in front of me. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering yeah, what shift needs to happen in you to, to go through this process. Mm-hmm. Given that when I asked you about time, that seemed like a bit of an uncertainty as to a big window of time or the window of time that you needed. Yeah, I think, I think that part of it right now is that this does not feel, I don't want to say purposeful or meaningful because it is, but I'm also in the process of like launching a bunch of things. And so my time and energy is going to that. Um, And, but this is part of that. So this is kind of the reminder I need to give myself is that like, this is part of that is to be kind of pushing it out on these platforms. Um, But I'm wondering if, so as we record this, I am planning to launch this podcast a week from this Friday. So coach to coach is not yet launched as you and I are recording this. And it may be that that launch and the launch of season six of the other podcast I have make your way combined with the coach training launch and all these other kinds of things I have going on. That might be enough of a motivation of like, I need to be out there. I need to be posting some things and, you know, regularly reminding people that this stuff is happening. Um, And I think I had gotten out of the habit in part because I scaled way back on my content production in order to make room for these new shows, but now they're here. And, um, so, I mean, that even just having this conversation is kind of getting me a little bit more motivated to think about from a calendaring perspective, what would I need to do to start posting, you know, next week and through the end of October, you know, like, could I set aside a couple of hours and just kind of get it going? Mm -hmm. Um, and then look at my calendar and say, what do I need to do in order to keep that going into November? I do have significant amounts of time already blocked for other things. For example, editing this podcast and getting it ready to release and all of that. Um, so there's always something. Um, but I think if I could identify even just a couple of hours, that would allow me to kick this off in a way that would feel thoughtful. I mean, I think that's part of it is that I have felt limited in terms of my own capacity to devote time and energy to this. And I don't want to do anything halfway. Mm -hmm. So I've intentionally not given my time and energy to it because I knew I wasn't going to be able to give it my full attention in the way that I wanted to. And now I feel like I'm kind of swinging back around to an opportunity to do that, that would allow, um, me to put something out in a way that felt good. When you think about setting aside a few hours to begin to develop a thoughtful process that you trust, that you feel is not a half-baked thing, um, how does that tie into your your values. Well, I definitely think I have, I mentioned I have a value of documentation. And I think that's part of this is wanting that kind of thoughtfulness to be there. Um, Another value I have is strategic thinking. And so this is absolutely tied into that in terms of just wanting to have the pieces in place. And it's interesting because even as we've been talking, I've been kind of asking myself internally, am I using this, this idea of needing to have the whole process figured out as a way of excusing myself, you know, from doing this? 
but it doesn't feel like that to me. It doesn't feel like an excuse. It feels like this is the best way I know how to do it. And so I want to give it the best, you know, like I, I really want to put kind of best foot forward with this. And I know that for me, that means having a complete picture mm-hmm. of what it looks like in my mind before I execute it. Um, but the other thing I'm realizing from the way you asked that question was of these eight steps, there are only a couple where I really need to give thoughtful attention. A lot of it is kind of just, I could sit in front of Netflix and just dink around on my computer and schedule it, you know, like get it ready to go. I have a lot of the images pre-created. So like drafting the captions takes some thought. Like I, I need to be, you know, not watching Netflix in the background, but copying and pasting things into my scheduling platform or just even figuring out the schedule of postings, you know, all of that kind of thing could potentially happen when I'm doing other things and would be almost like a way of relaxing, you know, and not having to set aside hours to just focus on this. So it's like a shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you're, a values-driven person and that from hearing you speak about other decisions you've made, you've often linked that to values. And when I was asking the question about the relationship, what I hoping, or I guess what my intention was that, um, to see if there's a way to tap into the values as to give you like that energy that you need at a time when you're feeling really tired and overwhelmed mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you have so, so much going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I asked the question in the right way, but that, that's what I, that was my intention. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I don't know that I always think about this as a value, but the thing that I think that would help me to do that is to think about the audience and how they're engaging and how sometimes when I'm at the end of the day and I'm scrolling through Instagram, it is an energy boost, you know, to see certain posts or it is like, Oh, I totally identify with that. Or there's just a a little bit of positivity that kind of goes into your day. Or even if you're starting your day, you know, by looking at this kind of stuff. And I think that that's something that's motivating to me. I would also say that this is really tied into, and again, I don't know that these are values, but more just aspects of my personality of just kind of consistency and um, discipline. You know, like this is just part of what I do and who I am. Like I like that idea of it being as, as a practice of like every day something is going out. Um, so I think that I really felt good when I had this in, you know, kind of under control and I was posting on a consistent basis. I think that once I knew the new brand was coming, I stopped because I I was like, I don't quite know what to post yet. And that was quite a process. It was a multi-month process to build out that brand. So now that I have it, I think it's really just a matter of implementing it. I mean, I, I think I know what the pieces are, um, but it's getting back on into a habit after being away from it for a while. Right. And that always feels more overwhelming than it usually is in real life. Mm -hmm. And the planning, there's the planning piece and then there's the engagement piece, which is perhaps that the more habitual, the regular engagement that you talked about in the audience and, Mm -hmm. and that, when you use the word habit and you think about the process that you need to engage in to get to the next step, um, is there a relationship there or what is the relationship there between habit and the, the eight steps? I definitely think the eight steps set up the habit because if the habit is posting every morning, mm-hmm. I have to have the eight steps done before I can do that. Right. So it is really, a, it's a form of automation And I think that's one of the best things about habits (laughs) is when you can get them to a place where you do, it's just kind of built in, in a way that's very easy and almost second nature. And, um, so I'm definitely kind of interested in doing that. Um, I also, I think, and this may be helpful for people listening, because again, as we record, this is kind of getting to mid October. 
I would definitely say part of the challenge of doing some of this, and I'm realizing it kind of as we're talking about it, is I am feeling end of the year fatigue. Yeah. You know, like it's been a long year <laughs> and I'm, I'm like launching a lot of things right now and I'm super proud of them. Like a lot of work has gone into them and I'm feeling a little fatigued. And so I think that part of the strategy around this and kind of planning it is it's like, it's one more thing, you know, like, like many of these things are. Um, and by breaking it down and not having it just be one big thing in my mind, you know, it, it allows me to kind of fit it in amidst feeling a little bit of that fatigue. Um, but I also don't want to push myself too hard because I think that this is the time of year where burnout is really, you know, a thing that we're all kind of dealing with before we get to the end of the calendar year. And so I, that's something else I want to kind of think about, you know, and would be maybe a good homework item is just what does it mean to do this in a way that is not so overwhelming or taxing that I feel burnout around it. Yeah. Because the healthy piece. Exactly. You mentioned that. Exactly. Um, and as someone who's not on Instagram, when I was asking, you know, I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but the question around, um, basically what I was trying to ask is, do you need to be on the grid? Like, right. Do you need to right. have a, a presence on, on the grid? And, um, and it sounds like the, the useful question for you is, how can you think about your engagement with Instagram in a way that honors where you're at right now, fatigued, right. not wanting to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the idea of, I think that it's easy to kind of think all or nothing, like I'm going to go all the way and it's going to be perfect or I'm going to not do anything. And it has been all or nothing. Um, and on the nothing side for quite some time, just because it, it kind of needed to be like, I, I just had to give my time and attention elsewhere. Um, and so now it's like, I just don't want to swing to the other side of the, the, the spectrum where I'm like, Oh, it has to be all no. I mean, it's, I want it to be good quality, but does it mean I'm posting multiple times a day to the grid? No. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I think what I'd like to do is post five to seven times a week to the grid. Um, and I think I have plenty of content to do that. I mean, that's not something that I'm concerned about. It's just a matter of actually scheduling it out and, and trying to figure out what it looks like. You mentioned a few minutes ago or about taking some time to think about your engagement, mm -hmm. uh, given how you're, you're feeling. What are your thoughts on, on that in terms of what would that look like? I think that it has a lot to do with just doing what I can when I can kind of as simple as that, you know, and that if I skip a day, I skip a day <laughs> and mm -hmm. I just move on. Um, and also I think there's, there is this idea of kind of having a perfect grid and having it just so, and I'm not necessarily interested in that. I think that I can design it in such a way that, um, it's not rigid. It's aligned, but it's not rigid. And so that will help me, I think, to not fall into kind of a perfectionist, you know, idea of what it needs to look like. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that having structure around it helps me. Like I'm definitely someone that discipline brings freedom because mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't have to think about it. And so that's the part that, you know, doing the work ahead of time, I, always I'm so thankful that I did it. Mm -hmm. um, if I can squeeze in prepping a podcast over the weekend, I'm so thankful I'm not doing it the night before. You know, like it's, so this is that, you know, like this is just me needing to kind of think about that future self and, and is it important to kind of take this off that future self's plate um, by doing a little bit of the work ahead of time. So I see it almost as practicing with the brand a little bit too because it's implementing it into a visual medium that I haven't yet. So I've played around with it like in Canva, but I haven't actually started posting it into the grid. So even just that too is kind of a, it feels overdue to be honest. I mean, it's only been a month since I was designing my website, but it feels like I've, I've had so much work with the brand now 
because that was such an intensive process that it's like, oh, like this is, I should be doing this. I mean, like, it's kind of silly that it hasn't happened yet. Hmm. Earlier we talked about um, the process and designing the process and the, and the steps. And before you jump into step number one, the identify the brand pillars as it is, as it is here, I think I'm still wondering, or I'm trying to get clarity on where you're at with regards to reflecting on the relationship that then is going to guide the the steps and the decisions that you need mm-hmm. to in make. In terms of relationship to values? Yeah, in terms of relationship to values. So what I heard you say about uh, specifically the grid was having structure is helpful, but you don't want to be rigid that planning ahead of time is is good um and there's a lot of leeway kind of in there and i think i'm wondering whether you whether there's a step there like a reflective piece that needs to happen maybe more intentionally prior to you jumping into the steps yeah so i'm really glad you asked this question because as you were asking it, I, so one of my values is radical self-trust. And um, that I think would be a great way to reflect on this is like, who am I on social when I'm practicing radical self-trust? Mm. You know, like what, what do I talk about? How do I portray myself? What are the kinds of issues or topics that would get discussed? And how do I use radical self-trust as a directional I don't know the right word, you know, as directional <laughs> to, to give me direction um, when I'm trying to make a decision around this. And so one of the elements of radical self-trust that I think is coming out in this conversation kind of most recently is the concept of practicing loving kindness toward yourself and towards others. But here, when I'm talking about like balance and not being perfectionist and, you know, like it's about kindness to myself of like, this is, you know, I'm busy and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to not be, go crazy with this stuff. Um, but also there, I hear an element of playful experimentation, which is another element of radical self-trust. Um, so, I mean, there's, there are elements of that that are absolutely embedded mm-hmm. in this process and into so many processes of my life. So I, it's, <laughs> it's crazy that it hasn't come up. <laughs> for right now as we're kind of closing out our discussion but yeah so that would be a a piece that would be helpful Mm -hmm. and that really ties into what you were saying about trying to make decisions or making decisions around the structure that you need to what extent does it need to be structured Mm -hmm. to what extent to use your words does it need to be perfect right yeah all thought out knowing that we are coming to towards uh, the the end piece of our coaching session um i want to take a look back at the agenda and i i know at that time you had said you'd like to take a look at what the pillars might be and come up with some concrete steps the pillars now seem to have been built into the process piece is that right correct Mm -hmm. is there anything around the pillars that you wanted to No, I mean, I've got notes on them. So yeah, Yeah. now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I'm like, I just need to go back and look at that because I'm pretty sure literally like I have them sitting in this document. (laughs) That will help jog my memory. Yeah. What's your understanding of the concrete steps that you need to take? So um, I wrote down to kind of start with the radical self-trust reflection um, Mm -hmm. and then to identify the brand pillars to think about the schedule of posting and that kind of gets into frequency and the perfectionist piece. Mm -hmm. Um, Then actually brainstorming post ideas. And I actually love the idea of using the brand pillars for that because I think that that like brainstorming is one of my superpowers. Like that is Mm -hmm. always super easy to me. And um, I feel like that's going to be a really fun process. I'm looking forward to doing that. 
um, then aligning those post ideas with the pillars. But I think that I'm hoping to kind of actually look to the pillars to get the post ideas. So hopefully that will be kind of a natural alignment that happens. But if I have to go into my backlog of other, you know, things I've talked about, then I could make sure that alignment is there. And then assigning the post to the schedule, drafting captions, matching images, and then scheduling them for release. And then of course, actually like, you know, hitting the button the morning of, but um, that feels very concrete to me in terms of next steps. Mm -hmm. And remembering that some of it can be done while you're watching Netflix. Totally. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Some of it will require dedicated <laughs> concentration time, but not yes. everything. Yes, but not everything. Absolutely. <laughs> does that ease some of the, does that, does that bring some light? You know, I, I think it kind of does because I mean, I, sometimes when you think about a project like this, you know, I think like, oh, I'm going to be sitting at my desk for four hours when that's not really true. I mean, like this is really things that can be done in very small snippets and I can just kind of think, you know, easily about how to break this down into things that feel manageable. Um, and even stuff like the scheduling, which isn't always super fun. Um, I can be watching something in the background. I mean, like, I think that that's something that that's always fun for me when I can be kind of hanging out with my partner while I'm kind of working, you know, like, and just not just being locked in my office or whatever. Not that I ever feel like I'm locked in now. Um, <laughs> shut away, shut away from the rest of the world. So it's, it's nice to be able to kind of change locations and, um, but some things are just easier to do from my desk. So yeah, it's nice to have a mix of what I can do to get this done. Mm -hmm. Do you um, have a time frame in mind for the very first piece around the reflection and the thinking of it through the lens of radical self-trust? <sighs> Either at time, I guess two parts of that, a timeline and also what reflection looks like. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it being part of morning pages and kind mm -hmm. of using that as a way to reflect. Um, and I also think, like, I, I'm kind of thinking, like, realistically, just what I have going on this weekend and, and then I've assigned time to certain bigger projects. I have some travel time coming up where this could be a possibility to be kind of thinking about some of this. Um, so I, I, there's definitely reflective periods coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then the following steps of just identifying the brand pillars and doing some of the scheduling and things like that, um, that also feels pretty reasonable to do um, relatively quickly. So I think really, I kind of just need to set a date and then work backward from it. Mm -hmm. So the date I have in my mind, um, as we record this, it is October 8th. Mm -hmm. The date I have in my mind is the 18th because that is when I'm launching season one of this podcast. And so if I can have some things circling by early next week, which I think is reasonable, um, it means taking some time to do it this weekend, but can I get five posts out in a weekend? I think I probably could. Mm-hmm. So to have something by the 18th and work backwards from that. Yeah. It would mean to starting to post as of like Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as we record this, it is a Tuesday evening. So about a week from now. And how does that feel to you? I think it feels a little bit quicker than I would like, but it also feels reasonable. I mean, I, I think that this is a season of like lots of like this month and next are just a little bit crazy between travel and launches and there's just a lot going on. Um, and it is, there's not really, unless I put it off for two months, like there's just not going to be a, a better time. So it really is just a matter of like fitting the puzzle pieces together in a way that it makes sense. And I had blocked almost this entire weekend for something. So there's, there will be time. Um, and actually I feel like, you know, what I blocked this weekend for was basically podcast editing and like prepping the final release of coach to coach season one. And this is part of that. I mean, like in terms of content marketing, so, and social media alignment. So I, I see it all as kind of connected and that's helpful. Okay. Yeah. In closing, I want to check in 
with respect to the agenda items, how you, if you feel like you got to where a place that was useful for you? Yeah, I do. I think that I really was needing the concrete. And even though I had done this before, it was helpful to just write down the steps because mm. I hadn't really thought through them. I had just done them. And it's been a while, you know, since I've had this kind of practice. So that's useful, I think, to just kind of say, like, what, what is the breakdown here? Mm -hmm. And anytime anything is too big in my head, you know, where it starts to feel a little monstrous, this is always a useful exercise to break it down and say what actually is required to do this in a way that feels good to me. And then, of course, the connection to radical self-trust is always useful. Um, and to my values and, and why I do this and what makes it meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it feels way more actionable than it did when we started. I'm very happy with that particular piece of it. I'm glad to hear that. And I have one thought to mm -hmm. share and leave you with as um, a challenge slash, slash invitation. Um, you did say that what you, you did say that this felt connected to what you had planned for the weekend. And I wanted to say, given the fatigue and the other pieces, um, and I don't want, I don't need a response to this. Is there a way that you can take care of yourself this weekend, given that it's a workful weekend? Mm -hmm. So I'd love for you to take that with you and see if, if there is something that you can do to, to show self-care. I love that. I will take that with me. Thank okay. you. All right. You're welcome. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. This was wonderful. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coach to Coach. For any resources mentioned in the episode, check out the episode show notes at drkatielinder.com slash coach. If you found this episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate or review the show in Apple Podcasts or recommend this episode to a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening.